I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. And we are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 37 of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. And today I want to talk about that deep, dark, spirally hole that we call CRMs and other sales systems. There's lots of names for for different parts of it. Um, But if you don't know, CRM stands for Client Relationship Management. And uh, early on um, in my business, in my, uh, um, I guess, as I was starting my second year, no, no, sorry, like third month, now that I think about it, um, I was on a hunt for a good CRM, Client Relationship Management System. And I was so focused on needing technology to help me, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but how I went about it was a bad thing. Uh, I, I knew that I needed some kind of system to support me. I knew I needed help and I couldn't track it on paper. I'm like behind the scenes here, guys. I am like the most disorganized um, administrative person ever. Um, this is why I have a team because <laughs> they're a lot better than me. And I couldn't figure out what CRM to choose. And I was testing and I was sampling and everything had a free trial or not everything, but most of them had a free trial. And I invested hours and hours importing my contacts, trying to see um, how it can make things work. What would they integrate with? And I started asking myself um, all these questions, not only about like, how can I make what I do fit into a CRM? Like there was um, one at the time uh, that uh, I guess was, was seen as the Cadillac of the online marketing space. Um, and I won't mention its name because I don't use it anymore. Uh, but at the time I didn't know what to choose. I was stuck. And I like, this was December of like 2014. I remember I lost almost the entire month business wise because I was so obsessed with trying to figure out my CRM. And, uh, this went into January. I mean, I won't say I'd completely, you know, didn't get anything done, but it took a lot of my time, a lot of my energy and it was horribly misused. So, um, in January, I ended up in a program. I had a really good sales weekend. Um, and somebody in that program was selling this really big CRM. And that was expensive. And I normally don't use that word. Um, in hindsight, I, I guess I could say significant investment. But at the time, it felt heavy. Um, it felt uh, like it was a big price tag. And if I hadn't have just generated a pile of sales in that weekend, I would not have invested in it. Um and this was a big like system that did everything it did. It had a CRM kind of, it had email marketing, it had uh, payment pages. Um, it was like this um, big green monster. Hopefully they didn't give it away, <laughs> uh, but I didn't use it properly. I ended up using it for the next six months as like an email management system. And so I was spending 300 plus dollars a month for just for me. It was only me uh, using it for something that I could have been paying $20 a month for. So it was a a huge misinvestment of my money, of my resources, my time. Um, And then I ended up hiring somebody and investing $300 a month in that person. And the person was awesome. Um, But investing $300 a month just to have her basically run it and do a lot of other tech stuff for me too. So I wanted to talk about 
when we get on the spot and what it really inspired it quite honestly is this morning i got an email from another crm whose mailing list i'm on and they launched their version 2.0 and so i found myself getting sucked down that rabbit hole again um and i was just watching this video i'm like wait a minute no no i, I don't have time for this because i have my crm i have multiple crms um, but they're used for different reasons and this isn't about choosing um you know me saying which one is right uh, there's lots of crms out there and most of them are really, really good, depending on what you want to use them for. Um, you know, last season, uh, we had Craig from Zoho CRM on here. Uh, great software. Uh, we had Steve, uh, who works with Pipedrive CRM, also great software. Um, I actively use both of them right now. Um, so there's, there's lots of options. But as we evolve and we grow in our businesses, we want to make sure that we're not saying this software looks cool. How do I make it work for my business? And this is a huge mistake, right? This is, this is what we do. We're like, Ooh, shiny, right? Everybody thinks this is the best thing. And I'm like, even this one I was looking at today, it's got, uh, you know, like up and comer for 2020 top software for 2019, that kind of stuff. And it's intriguing. Like it looks good. But after a while you get to get really clear on what you need. And that's the starting point. So if you're flying solo right now, you're running your business and it's just you and you want to have a software that can provide the support that a client relationship management system does, you want to be really clear on what that is. And so there's some foundational stuff and I've mentioned these, um, some of them previously on previous shows, but I want to share them again because they're so foundational. So like one, um, what makes a good client relationship management system is a pipeline. Now you can ultimately create a pipeline in a spreadsheet. You don't need a specific software, depending on how many leads you have, how good you are going back through. Um, I am so horrible at follow-up in general that I need to build systems and processes around it to make sure I do it. Um, so that's why I use a CRM um, even now, because I'm still the main person that does sales in my business. So I don't need the rest of my team in the CRM. It's really just for me right now. Um, so the pipeline is really important. Whatever that sales pipeline is, the stages that you go through, um, when that lead comes in, how do you want to identify that stage or status? What's the next step in the pipeline for them to get to that you want to pay attention to? I mean, a couple of things on designing a pipeline um, or the stages of a pipeline is what do you want to have in your awareness? So for example, if somebody is... Um, uh, let's say that they are uh, moving from a stage of, you know, I've had a conversation with them and then you want to go get a proposal together. Well, if it's important to you to be very aware of people that are like in the stage of awaiting proposal, then create that stage um, because that's on you for you to follow up on yourself. Hey, is this person still waiting? Um, I just had a proposal. I shouldn't admit this live, but um, I had a gentleman who asked me for a proposal for something in December and um, there's multiple reasons for it, but, I didn't end up getting it to him. And it was so simple. I didn't get it to him until like last week. Like he waited probably six weeks. Um, and that's not cool. So what's the stage in a pipeline that you want to track these deals? What do you want to pay attention to? And then forward thinking, if you're looking back at old leads in your database, what can how can you use these stages to identify opportunity? So for example, was this someone that you... Um, did have a sales converse, conversation with or some kind of sales presentation? Is this someone that may be invested in like an entry-level um, call or intensive or workshop um, that there's a good opportunity for another sales opportunity? 
right? You can help them solve another problem or the next stage of problem or go even further with the original problem you were thinking. Think about that when you're designing your stages. But I encourage you to map that out in advance. Don't worry about the software that you have. Okay, we, we I, I found anyway, I spent a lot of time going, hmm, how do I make it work for my business? But if I sat down and thought about it, what are the stages my prospects need to go through, right? From like, I'm pulling them out of nowhere. Like, hey, somebody commented on a lead in my Facebook group. Great. If I want to have that person listed somewhere, and depending on the software, uh, you might be able to do that. But again, don't worry about that. Uh, you Assume you got to manually put them in. Where do you want them to sit in that deal progress so that you're aware of what happened? You can use notes. You can use tags, things like that. But as a general rule, where do you want this person to be sitting? So you say, anyone in this row, and I'm going to just imagine like, um, think of like a Kanban board style, like a Trello or a sauna or something uh, where you've got cards, right? Cause this is what most pipelines look like now. Um, they've got cards that represent the deals or the deal is listed and you move them um, typically from left to right as they get closer to a yes, move to the sales process. Right. And then there's either a, a one column or a lost column or depending on your process, maybe then you need to move them into like more of a project management phase. Hey, they said, yes, they're in now. How do we deliver? Right. And that's sort of a separate, almost a different pipeline if you want to use it that way. But think about what that process is without thinking about the software. What's that experience? And then what do you need to do to keep track of it? Well, you're going to want to keep notes. Okay. Now warning, if you're flying solo on your sales team, okay, it's just you you are going to be so, so tempted to say, oh, I can remember it. I'll just remember the people. Please don't do that. That will completely destroy your business because you're going to have people that were really high quality prospects that whether you forgot to follow up or something or they forgot to get back to you or whatever it was, three months down the road, you're going to be convinced that you remember exactly where they're at and you're going to remember somebody else's story and you're going to mess up the deal because you're going to make them feel like they weren't important enough for you to pay attention to. So please find a place to take notes. Um, two, depending on how you do your prospecting and the volume that you do, um, you may want to record your calls. So uh, this is something you can do without a CRM. Uh, there's apps you can download, things like that. Uh, some people use conference lines to get people to jump on so that you can go back and listen to that, right? You want to think, focus on like where you can do better. Now, disclaimer, depending on where you're calling, how you're calling, um, you're responsible to figure out the legalities around it. Some places you need to say, hey, it's, is it cool if I record this? Um, normally, if I'm on like a video Zoom call, I just ask that anyway, um, especially because I have ideas that can help people and I forget them 10 seconds later. So um, if you can record your calls, the faster you can record your calls, the better you're going to get at sales. That's another piece. Um, it, again, it can be done with or without a CRM. But Map out your process without thinking about the technology. Okay, what else do we need? We need to know and expect the close date so you can forecast, right? Um, there's a, I, I, so I'm a reseller of Active Campaign. That's not a pitch or anything. Um, and they had a software or a piece that was, they called a CRM. Um, but until recently, they didn't have an expected close date that you could build into it. Now it's there now, so it's cool. Good job, Active Campaign. Thank you. Um, but up until that point, I didn't consider it a real CRM because if I couldn't forecast when a deal might close, it wasn't any good to me. Okay, so in, in that, for, the, for me, that disqualified. That is a CRM. Uh, so you want to be able to get an idea of when you think it's going to close. 
so you can keep your attention on the things that are important. Um, you want to be able to track when your last activity was and what it was. Track when your next activity is and what it is. Okay, the next call, the next email, the next task you have to do. You want to be able to track that somewhere. And again, you can do all these in a in a spreadsheet if you're really diligent at going back and looking at it. But map it out first. Like, what would be the dream process? And ideally, as you grow, um, you're going to start outsourcing part of the sales process. Uh, you're going to have sales reps that come on. You're going to need to train. So don't just think of it as what do I need to do for me. Think of it as if I'm going to manage the process, right? Sometimes, especially if you're a solopreneur, if you're in a spot where, um, like for me, I'm a horrible employee for myself. There's some days that if I was, well, I am my boss, but if I was a boss looking down at an employee acting the way I do, I'd fire myself. And we need to put that hat on. Like we need to think, okay, CEO time, let's go be serious and manage ourselves as if we're managing an employee. Because that's what we are. When we're solo or we've got a team that's just um, kind of administrative support, we still got to do the heavy lifting. We still got to do the big work. You can hand off the admin stuff, but especially sales conversations. If you're not prospecting, if you're not, um, you're not having those conversations, you're not doing the follow-up, you're not putting together the pieces in between the follow-ups, like your business is going to struggle. And that's real. So you need to be able to put the systems in place to support yourself and make sure you have everything you need to get the job done. And once the process is clear, then you can worry about putting it into a system. Now you can do all this. You can sit down with a pen and paper, draw it out visually if you want, or take notes on the things that are important to you. Um, things you want to think about is, especially for long-term measuring, can you figure out how long your average sales cycle is? Okay, when somebody comes into your pipeline, uh, cold lead, warm lead, whatever, um, from what stage to what stage? So no, so it could be from lead when they come into your pipeline, like knowing you exist to the point of saying yes and buying something. What's that? How long is that? And how can you figure out averages? And it doesn't have to be automated. You can do the math, right? Um, but think about that for long-term. Can you report that kind of stuff? The other piece that I want to mention is the investment. Now, there's lots of free options for CRMs. Um, Zoho has a free CRM, uh, but it doesn't have all the features. Insightly has a free CRM. HubSpot has a free CRM. There's lots of free CRMs out there. And I want to tell you this. When it comes to thinking about price point, stop comparing everything saying, what do I get for five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, 60 bucks a month? Because that's not the real question. The real question is how much value does having the right system Add to my business. Okay. Some of you are in a position where you're hiring on employees, you're hiring on staff members. Um, I've worked with VAs uh, that range anywhere from $350 an hour to $35 an hour, $40 an hour. Um, and some people are like, oh, you're paying so much. Right. But then we look at software, which saves us piles and piles of time. And if we save one deal because we have proper follow-up process, it saves, it pays for itself like that. You know, we're still worrying about how do we get the cheapest thing? Stop worrying about the cheapest thing. Okay. This is a challenge that if you're a solopreneur and you've been in a solopreneur for a while, it's probably part of the reason because you're looking for the cheapest thing, not the best thing. I'm not saying you've got to get the most expensive. That was a mistake I made 
back when I first got a CRM. And it was the most expensive, well, one of the two most expensive probably. And I thought it was the best because everybody else was using it, but it wasn't. I didn't look at the process. I didn't, I didn't map out my process. I didn't have a clue how I was going to use this thing. So think about what's the value that it creates. I know some newbies who love a free version of HubSpot and it's great. The problem is when they need the more complex systems, there can be price jumps and you want to be aware of what the next stage is. But if you get, get into the CRM and you know that everything from the start you need is say 30 bucks a month, 35 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever. And you can hammer out your system. And then when you figure out, is it time to bring on a sales rep? We'll just figure out the cost of one more user as to the cost of having that person. How do you make sure they create that value? So don't always go for the cheapest because you're always going to be testing. If you're hunting for the cheapest, you're going, what's the best new shiny object? How cheap can I get it? And it's, it's going to hurt your business because you're getting distracted. I mean, I spent, I was five minutes watching a video, well, three and a half minutes watching a video this morning until I went, oh, CEO head on, smarten up and get back to work. Okay. So I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I don't want this to sound like I'm, I'm on a soapbox telling everybody what to do. Um, but I will say, just be careful. There's so many shiny pieces of technology out there. Ask somebody the question based on your needs in your situation. Um, how do you choose the right one? There's some great basic ones that you can, you know, you can export into a bigger one, you know, later on or whatever. There's lots of options. Uh, but that's the, the key piece is understanding the process first and then finding the software that fits your system, not creating a system that fits the software. That's, it's just going to hinder your business. Um, there's CRMs that I use that, uh, per user, it was $165 a month, I think. And it's cool. It had a bunch of things built in. It had calling built in, call recording, follow-ups, email automation, all these pieces. But in the time when I was using it, it didn't match the flow. Um, it was a greater investment than I really should have been doing in that particular software. Great software uh, for the features anyway. Um, so think about that. When you're mapping it out, what are the pieces that you need in your process? First of all, right? Processes first. What's the process you do? And so that's the sales pipeline, the deals pipeline, depending on, um, you know, if you do use a software now, which you might call it a deals pipeline, an opportunity pipeline, a sales pipeline. What are the stages you go through? Two, um, how do you track all the pieces that you need? The, the expected close date for a deal, um, the last activity date, so you know what happened and what it actually was, the next activity date and what it actually is, and a reminder system. So make sure it can somehow notify you, give you the reminders of, hey, I'm supposed to do this now. I promised Dave I'd call him back at, you know, today at two, right? Um, make sure you're on top of these and this, let the systems help you. You don't need the biggest, fanciest Cadillac system and understand that everything's going to still require some manual entry. There's very few systems out there that will truly automate everything. Okay, very few. And so plan to do some work. This the CRM is not going to like be completely hands off. There's lots out there that grab information from all over and can help the process along. Um, but focus on the dollars and cents. What can putting the the software in place in alignment with your process? What can that create for you for opportunity? How much time does it save you? Can it save you two hours a week? Can it save you five hours a week? Because if you're going 
going through papers and trying to find the last notes on the last deal. And I've been that guy. And sometimes I'm still that guy for certain things. Having those notes in one place is going to make your life a lot easier. It's going to save you deals. And even if the, if the only CRM that you find that matches your process to a T is one that costs you a hundred bucks a user and you feel like that's a lot, let me tell you, if you truly leverage the time that you save towards sales and marketing activities, towards those revenue generating activities, and this is something we focus on in my, my Momentum 120 program, okay? What are those revenue generating activities? If you truly focus on those, $100 a month CRM that's designed and effectively set up properly for your business, it'll pay for itself in a heartbeat. You just need to be serious about those revenue generating activities. Don't worry about the money you're spending on systems to make sure it's the right system. And then go do the right activities to go generate that extra money. Okay, if you've got debt, you're struggling financially, you don't have a debt problem. You have a revenue generation problem. Go make more money. Guys, look around. I promise you, somewhere within 30 to 60 minutes of where you're at, no matter how remote, there's someone driving a car that's worth over sixty or $70,000. You can go find that person. Okay. In my opinion, and somebody else said this, uh, someone else thought, but poor is a mindset. Broke is a circumstance. Okay. Just because you might be broke in the moment, and normally I don't speak directly uh, to an audience and say, hey, by the way, if you're broke, but that can happen. And the, the best advice that I can give, and it's something I got from Grant Cardone, is make don't, don't make decisions based on your financial situation today. Make them based on where you want to be. And so if you were at a place in your business where you were generating half a million dollars, a million dollars, five, $10 million a year, what system would you put in place to truly create the time for yourself and for your future sales team? Would it be the cheapest thing? No, I know businesses now that are doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and they don't mind paying a few hundred dollars a month. Some places over a thousand dollars a month for a really good CRM. Of course they don't. So think that way from the start, okay? Don't get sucked down the hole of looking for the cheapest one, the greatest deal. Um, you know, in, in the business, if you're, if you're online at all, like you're going to need an email marketing system. You got the CRM like we talked about. Um, you might have a chat bot somewhere that might or might not integrate with this stuff. There's all these different technology like wormholes, these rabbit holes that we can go down and get stuck and trapped in. Stop it. Figure out what you need from the outside. It's like, shut the computer down, grab a piece of paper and draw it, write it out. Forget everything you know about the technology that's there. Okay, I personally resell one, two, three, probably about six different CRMs. And I'm not gonna tell you one is better than the other as a general rule. Maybe for your situation, one might be better for you. And you can let me know, you can ask me, that's cool. Um, and again, this is another piece that we talk about in Momentum 120. Uh, for people that go through over 12 weeks. Um, what's what's the system that's going to work for you? How do we create your system? And how do we then put some technology behind it to make it easier when you're ready? But there's not one CRM 
one uh, email marketing software, one chat software, one help desk system, um, one, sorry, be live, but there's not even just one uh, go live on Facebook software. There's lots. So you want to create your systems first. Systems as far as the process you need to go through, the pieces you need, and then go look for the solution that fits and ask people that know. And ask resellers that ideally resell more than one product. So they're not just selling you a single product because that's what they sell. They're recommending a product because they understand the industry. They understand what you need and they can show you how to make a particular product work for you. Okay, guys. So that's it. Um, I'm Jeremy DeMerchant and this is Sales Team Rescue. We are episode, what are we? 37. Episode number 37. And this is the truth about CRMs and other systems. Don't get caught in the rabbit hole. Map out your system old school. Go like paper, the old paper in the book, okay? Write it out. Use a pen. You don't have to use a keyboard all the time. Use a pen, right? Write it out. And just be clear on what it needs to be for you. Forget the marketing. Forget all the messages that are coming from from all the gurus, all the experts on sales. Like, I mean... I'm going to give you lots of information, but it needs to make sense for your business. Get clear in your business, get clear in your processes, and then find the software that'll fit. All right, guys. So again, I'm Jeremy DeMerchant. This is Sales Team Rescue. And be sure to catch the replay of this and all previous episodes at salesteamrescue.com. Uh, we will see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m. And shameless plug, guys. If you're watching this live um, or listening to this, um, go to Momentum120.com if you want to learn how I can help you, not just me, everybody in the group, um, can help you make more sales and grow your business more in the next 12 weeks than you did in the past 12 months. Guys, Momentum120.com. Take a look. And if you think it might be there to help you out, can I give you a hand? Come Book a call with me. Do it quick, though. Um, at the time of recording this, we are less than 48 hours away from the deadline closing. Um, so depending on when you're watching or listening to this, it might be closed for enrollment. That's cool. Join the waiting list. That's all good. Uh, but if you want to grow your business more in the next 12 weeks, you need it in the past 12 months, go to Momentum120.com. I feel like I should put that on the screen. Give me one second. Ta-da. Boom. There we go. Momentum120.com. Check it out, guys. And everything else, salesteamrescue.com. All right, guys. So we'll see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m., same bat time, same bat channel, which is Headspace TV, salesteamrescue.com, guys. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.